What's up, guys? This is Mike. And this is Leo. And welcome to the Asian Menswear Podcast, a podcast made specifically to empower, inspire, and motivate the next generation of Asian American men to live their best lives. This is for us. All right. So uh, what's going on, y'all? Happy Tuesday. We got another Barbershop Edition podcast for you guys. And before we get into it, guys, do us a favor. If you learned something, if you were inspired, if you walked away feeling better after listening to one of the episodes, please leave us a review through Apple Podcasts. It would help us a lot. It would help us grow. And I mean, it just feels good to get a good review. Uh, and if you post a review, we're going to put it on our podcast Instagram handle too, which is Asian Men's Wear Pod. Uh, so that's just an incentive there. But anyway, let's jump into it. Uh, today's episode is a review on the film Minari, directed by Lee Isaac Chung and stars Stephen Yuan, who's best known for his role in The Walking Dead. Uh, the film recently won a Golden Globe for Best Foreign Language Film. So congrats to them. Congrats yeah. to the crew. And if you guys didn't know what Minari is or what it's about, it's the story about a family of uh, Korean immigrants seeking the American dream in rural Arkansas during the 1980s. And uh, yeah, we're going to be doing the review, kind of like what we did for Warrior and Bling Empire. We're just going to kind of give our thoughts, observations, and at the end, give a one out of 10 rating. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy our analysis on the film. And I got uh, Leo with me, obviously, you guys see him. But what's going on, Leo? Yeah, man, I'm excited. I I think it was you that first posted that they were doing all these uh, private screening and you have to sign up. So I did that, I think, like a few days after you posted about it and then got to watch it. And then, um, yeah, this is, uh, we're filming this right now, just coming off of Golden Globe. So it's only been a few days. So it's kind of cool to just see all of the news going on with the movie right now. But yeah, let's get into it. I think like, the first thing I wanted to talk about, and I took a bunch of different notes that really hit home for me, at least, because, you know, this is immigrant family trying to make it happen in America. And uh, I think one of the most interesting part of the whole movie was the fact that they were living with the grandma. I think that kind of really hit home for me because uh, having my grandma, she came to visit us in New York City and like, just that dynamic, like living with your grandma um, when they come from another country, like they don't speak the language at all. And then you kind of see how she's like cooking um, traditional food. But then mm-hmm. the kids are like, what is this? What is that? Like, <laughs> I don't eat this. Can't you speak English? Like, what are you doing here? Like, why don't you go back home? And it's just like when you're watching it, you know, like kids are innocent. Like, you know, they don't mean it better, but. Mm-hmm. That was just so interesting to see how the family moved from Korea to America. And even just that beginning part, they had to separate from their family back home. They had to separate from their grandparents, things like that. And just like right away, that like disconnect, you know, like now you like for the kids they had to reconnect with the grandma. And you see all these struggles because they don't eat the same food. They don't speak the same language. And it just made me think about like when my grandma came to visit us in New York City, I don't, I, I didn't even speak my grandma's uh, dialect. Like, like oh, really? She, yeah. So like she, not only did she not speak English, she didn't even speak like Chinese, like not Mandarin or Cantonese. Oh, wow. So like, I remember part of that was like, oh, we had to go everywhere with her. Like, 
you know, like she's not going out by herself. Like everywhere right. we went to go eat, to go shop, whatever, we we did everything together. That beginning part was already like, oh my God, this is like hitting home for me. Right. And I thought about as I'm watching, because obviously you came here when you were 10. Yeah. And yeah. I'm wondering how old. So Dave, I think it's not David. Is it? Yeah. David's the son's name. Yeah. I wonder how old he is. Um, I think he's like movie. eight. Oh, so it's very similar. Because I was, I was watching you. their interviews. Like they, they've done so many oh, yeah. like cute interviews after. I think he's eight. And then I think the daughter, she looks more like 10, 11, around that age. Mm-hmm. Um, so really similar dynamic of like me and my brother. Because I think I was 10 and my brother was like seven. Oh, and this is... Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's like a similar dynamic with that. Another thing I noticed from the movie was that um, speaking of the kids... They have separate rooms. Which is like not highly not likely. Me. Right. Like where you kind of bunch up. Me growing up, like I've always shared my bedroom with my brother. Like we had either bunk beds to begin with, then we had separate beds. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was like the one thing I think like when the grandma came, she was like, Oh, you guys have separate rooms? Like that's fancy. <laughs> like I felt like that's a very American thing to have separate rooms so early on. So I thought that was like interesting just having these kind of dynamics in the movie and i I just thought like there's so many like little things that like they kept building in the movie especially with like with the whole grandma thing was like they didn't really you know the kids didn't want like korean food that the kids didn't want grandma to make korean food that the kids were like oh can't you make like pasta don't you know how to make you know this kind of food for us and that's kind of what I resonated with because being that I was born here. So imagine yeah. how disconnected I felt, oh, with, yeah. <laughs> you know, with like my parents or like my grandparents when they would come. So I hella understand when I was watching David was like, you're not even a grandma. Like yeah. you, you're like, not a real cookies. grandma. Yeah. Because in his mind, he has this uh, sort of notion about what a family is supposed to look like because yeah. he has a bit of the influence from American culture. Yeah. And then, so when he was doing that, I just like, I could really resonate of how like, you know, ignorant I was as a kid, just not understanding that. Did you do that when you were young? Like you wanted the American things? I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I was like not understanding why we were doing things so differently at home, Mm. you know, cause you're a kid. So you're, and you don't have anyone to really tell you what's going on, that you're in the middle of two cultures and you're trying to figure it out. Uh, so that really resonated and just like being confused and something that I learned way later, just about, you know, everything growing up. And, mm. and I guess like movies like this gives you the insight, right? Like, uh, like I think what I really liked about the movie is like how realistic what the film showed and portrayed of, of uh, immigrant family coming to America and kind of some yeah. of the struggles, like for instance, like the parents coming in. So I don't know how old they were, but I'm assuming they were because I guess during that generation, you kind of have kids early. Yeah. Which is like, they look like they're like mid thirties, right? Like that's, that that looks kind of normal, right? Yeah. Right. So then I almost, uh, the film made me really kind of think back and reflect on like my own parents journey here to America and like how hard that must've been. You know, like you said, you leave everything behind, you jump into this new culture and you know, it just kind of makes me think about my parents more and, the sacrifices they had to make. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. They, they literally just pulled up in a car and said, Hey, we're here. And it's like, they, they didn't have, they didn't even look like they had luggages and luggages and stuff. It's just like, no, all right, this is it. I think what, what they were talking about, how like they, I think the parents like talked about it in the movie where they just gave up their past. Like they gave up their identity to like start yeah. fresh. And then it's almost like, all right, 
this is who we are now. This is the story. Like they didn't really go back and talk about their past that much. It was just mm-hmm. like, we gave that up to do this thing here to try to make it happen. Like we're going to yeah. move forward from here. And then they, they just never really talked about the parents in like, we didn't really know about their the past, past. that much. Right. Yeah. They didn't, I think the only thing they referenced was like the Korean war. I think they might've referenced that. But other than yeah. that, their past wasn't really talked about at all. And yeah. um, just for you guys to know, I think the actual film, the backstory is actually like a, like bits and parts of the director Lee Chung's uh, childhood. Yeah. So I guess his family, you know, they were in Arkansas maybe or some, something's very similar and they were all like on a farm. So a lot of the things he's pulling is from his own uh, childhood. Because like he, like the director, he was technically the little kid, but basically. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. was Jacob. It's crazy. I'm so happy, like, just thinking about that, like, damn, it, it, it gives me goosebumps because it's like, that's his childhood story. And, you know, I'm sure we can hear thousands and thousands of stories similar to this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's such a real story, but yet it's, it's so beautiful when, when it's on the big screen and it's mm-hmm. done so well. And it's just so cool that he, you know, he he essentially, I feel like he he did this to kind of pay tribute to his grandma and to his family for all of that. And it's like, damn, like, it's just crazy. Like such a normal story, normal immigrant story, but made it, you know, such a big thing. And obviously won an award, right? And it's big because as much as that's, that's a very simple or normal story, it's a story that hasn't been told enough of, at least from the yeah. Asian perspective, right? And, and one of the things I, I kind of also wanted to talk about was like, kind of like the family dynamic. I don't know if this is like, it resonate with you too, but like how mm-hmm. the father, at least my generation where my dad yeah. was like, he felt the weight on his shoulders and having to oh, work yeah. and his definition of showing or like trying to move the family forward was to make money. Yeah. Cause he, th- he thinks that if he makes some money, then his family will be happy while the mother on the other hand is, you know, they're more focused on the children, the home things. Um, so seeing that was, was really nice. I, I completely agree. I think that was kind of showing how like, our parents' generation, like that immigrant mentality is that they put in all this work to leave their old home to come to this place for opportunity. Like, at least in the movie, they show the dad just like, I'm putting work over family because he was just focused on like, I got to build this thing. Like the example of literally like, he chose to use their own water to water the plants and they didn't even have water like for the I bathrooms, know. right? Like yeah. that was a that 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 was such a great, like strong, dramatic point, but so real at the same time. It's like, well, I need to water these plants, or we don't have money, we don't have food, like we like what are we doing all this for if I can't even water the plants, right? Yeah. Like I thought that was like, damn, like the dad had to focus on making the money, and he didn't have time to think about how the kids are hanging out with the grandma, how, you know, how they're fitting in with school. Like he didn't have time to think about that. And then um, it also made me think another one, like towards the end, like even though they were going to the doctors, like he was still bringing his, um, his produce, his plants with him because it was like a business opportunity. Like that was like in the ending. And again, it's just showing like, you know, obviously family is important, but he has to constantly think about business and money first thing like top of mind to yeah. make it happen and like watching it now that we're adults you know we understand yeah some parts of like what thing. our parents had to do um well, and like even just talking about this now it makes me think about how like 
my mom always talks about how, oh, you know, look at all these other, you know, Asian families. Like they have the restaurant business. Like he, she, my, my parents always talked about restaurant business because they were like, look how hard they have to work. Like they're, they're working like 24 seven and like mm-hmm. they make their kids work in the restaurant. In like the restaurant. They, you know, they're hustling so hard. And like, that was also like my way of my parents going like, look how much better your life is. But like, you know, it was a good example of like how hard some other families have to work yeah. In their hustle, um, I thought that was like powerful to see that I wonder, like, yeah. over and over. Yeah, because I'm wondering if his um, let's say you know the film continues on and then David's father, which his name is Jacob, I'm sure he wouldn't want David to become a farmer after going through later in life, yeah. obviously. But but one of the things I also enjoyed about that dynamic is uh, just showing how how much the father shoulders and, and carries the mm-hmm. weight because like even when, you know, he had to use the water from the house, yeah, he was trying to, and he didn't tell anyone because he was like <laughs> trying to handle everything. So like- Trying to make it happen. No one, yeah. So that he, no one else could be stressed no about the situation. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the daughter, um, Anne was like, wait, the water's out. And then, yeah. oh my God, I was like, oh shit. That's that true. A, he didn't even go, like, hey real. guys. He's like, yeah. I, he didn't tell her, hey guys, I'm doing this. No, he just did it. <laughs> he was trying to, yeah, he was trying to. And, and I think I was reading somewhere where like the father's dreams too, he kind of put that ahead of uh, the family in the sense like he moved him to Arkansas and, you know, David had issues with his heart. They weren't even close to like a hospital. So he did all this kind of like, oh, he's yeah, like juggling true. his dream. But then his family's kind of, sort of like a victim yeah. that's as a, a part point. of it, I guess. Yeah, that's a Which that's is a interesting. Um, but I think it's because he thinks if he's able to achieve this dream, then his family will be better off, mm-hmm. I guess. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's a funny dynamic that I think it shows up in a lot of Asian uh, families, especially if their parents are, uh, are immigrants, not native to the U.S. Um, which that's a, that, I mean, that, that's a really great point. I, I didn't even think about that. Because that is like a different kind of immigrant story because – a lot of the immigrants we know and see are in metropolitan cities. And I think they kind of mentioned in the movie where it's, oh, why didn't you guys live right. in a busy city where there's other Koreans and other communities? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the fact that it's like, oh, this is where an opportunity is when there's nobody around. And yeah, like, and a lot of it is his selfish dream, right? Like he's the one that wanted all this land and this farm. Um, I'm sure they could have made it in a small you know, a little like Korean town or like an Asian community yeah, yeah. in a busy city. Right. I think like, yeah, like, like the mom brought it up and I was like, that's true. Like you didn't have to be in the middle of America. So I think this is also refreshing because like, obviously a lot of the immigrants we know are in New York, you know, uh, SF, uh, LA, like busy city areas like Dallas, Houston, Large like Asian populations. Yeah. Yeah. You're in Chinatowns. Whereas this is like, this is kind of like, a few like the very few stories where you're like oh like you're the only asian in the small town of you know like a small state out of nowhere right like you're yeah. you're really like the token asian family out of nowhere and those stories are even like that that's a whole other immigrant story compared to us living in like busy cities right yeah i, I thought that was like interesting too and that reminds me uh in the scene where when I was watching the scene, I was like, man, there's some racist, some, something racist about to go down when they're like, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. when they're, I don't know where they're at. They're, were they in the church? I think. And then they're with like the getting kids food. with the kids. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, here it goes. But it wasn't yeah. as bad. Right. It was just a point mm-hmm. where the kids just don't, haven't seen probably another Asian person and they're kind of ignorant. Yeah. But they weren't like 
bad kids, you know, like they were just, yeah. She, remember the girl, she came up to, uh, to Anne and was like, Hey, can you tell me if I said anything in your language? And then she started just chong ching chong. Yeah. Ching. She was just like sounding everything out. Yeah. And I, think, I think also the kid that was a kid with the brother. Um, they also had an interaction, something with, did he do something with the eyes? Like, I don't remember what he did. Oh, he was like, why is your eyes like this or something? Like yeah. That. And like, I thought that scene was really great at addressing these like stereotypical racist remarks, you know, these kind of mm-hmm. verbal attacks, if you will. But they're also showing like there are kids out there that just didn't know any better. Like they, that was all they knew. That's, they thought that's how they talked to another Asian person. They didn't know how to connect right. with them. And then mm-hmm. you can see right away the kids were upset. They thought that was weird. And then the other kids stopped. And it was like, yeah. And they're like, you want to come over? Remember? He's yeah. like, you just want to hang? And I thought that was such a great, like, powerful thing. They they didn't have to go into the whole stereotypical, like, oh, you know, racist attack. But, like, they, they just kind of go, like, oh, yeah. Kids didn't know any better. They just want to hang out. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was messed up. Whoops. I won't do it again. End of story. Like, Right. That's what I thought too. I thought thought it was going to carry on, but I'm assuming this is probably the experience for the director. This is probably what Mm -hmm. he he dealt with, kind of like that beginning. And then I think the the cool thing about that was because my first best friend was was a white kid. His name was Mm -hmm. Michael Durbin in Texas. And now I'm thinking back, like being that I was like the only Asian in the area, him being my best friend must have been so weird. And then like he used to live with his grandparents. So I, I always, now I wonder like what they must have thought that there's this Asian kid yeah, that's best friends with my grandson. You know, they treated me so nice, and and I don't remember ever dealing with any sort of like ra- racial things, at least from what that's, I remember. That's good to hear. This is in Texas, you know. Yeah. So when you were growing up, were you kind of like the only Asian around, or yeah, yeah? in Texas, yeah, in, in, in like Asian. all your schools and stuff too, or like, literally one or two, yeah. Jeez. Or is it, is it sometimes like you're the only Asian guy and also there's also an Asian girl or is there like literally yeah, just yeah. like... It was, a, yeah? it was an Asian guy and then maybe a, a great hire would yeah. be an Asian girl. So oh my God, two like not even the same class, like literally the yeah. entire school. Exactly. Or I think I think in elementary, it was like, I was like the only Asian, literally. Wow. But I never I never thought about it, you know, because right. I, I don't know, my experience was different because I never... But yeah, so, so I think... You were like the only Asian you, kid... Yeah, so I think from your experience, I mean, just from you listening to my story, like, yeah, not everyone goes through, I guess, that racist period. Maybe I did. I just don't remember, but I don't think so. Right. I think I was. Yeah, that's that's very different from my experience. Yeah. What What's your experience? I mean, I was going to ask like, you because f- for sure, like in the beginning, because I didn't speak English. Like it was my second language. So I was I was in like ESL class and like from the beginning I made friends with other Asian kids. So I think like the good and bad in New York City was that like the good was there were other immigrants around. There were always other Asian kids around. So mm-hmm. it was very easy for me to make friends because it was just like, yo, I'm Asian. Oh, you're the new Asian kid in town. You're the new immigrant. And like yeah. we were able to speak Chinese like you know, when we're hanging out so that, you know, and like, it was so easy to hang out after school because it was, oh, you're the only other Chinese kid. Oh, I'm the only, other, you know, so it was like cool to have friends that way. Um, on the on the bad, on the bad side, it's like, yeah, like we, we got picked on. Like I, I got into fights with other kids of different race just because 
they're calling me names in their language in Spanish or in whatever in English. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? But does it sound good? You know, like I'm going to fight back. But I think like as my English got better and as I went to different schools, it was more and more diverse. I remember specifically like my junior high school, my like ESL class, like we had immigrants from like everywhere. We had, we had like immigrants from Russia, immigrants all over Europe, and then immigrants from, you know, all over Asia in one class. It was like literally like a melting pot. And that was like such a cool way to make friends because like we're all learning English together. Yeah. Um, so, and I always remember that just like that is the beauty of New York City at the same time is that there's just so many different people. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, like I didn't have like a white friend growing up. Um, I wouldn't even say like, I wouldn't even say like my best friends were white or black. Like, honestly, I think growing up, like a lot of my best friends were Asian just because like, it was just so much easier to like bond over the same things that we liked, you know, yeah. like we talked, we speak the language, eat the same food. But then I think like when it came to college, that's when it got really a lot more diverse. Cause yeah. I think that's also when people in college are more open to trying different things, like trying different food and like, you know, people right. like want to hang out with different people. I think that's when it changed more for me. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. But before I, I wanted to cap off one last uh, good thing that I did enjoy about Minari, I think this opens up the the door for non-Asians to finally get the chance to see like our story, you know, like what mm-hmm. a typical Asian American story is and how they immigrate. And, and hopefully, you know, if they have an open mind, they'll realize that their own a journey from their ancestors who've brought them here were the same thing. You know, they come here with a different language. They maybe started farming, you know, and then they eventually achieved the American dream and then allowed them to be where they're at, you know, it's all pretty similar. Um, yeah. The story of immigrants in general. And then hopefully now you can see Asians as Asian Americans and not just some yeah. foreign, you know, that's what I, I think. That's a positive. I, I thought it was very refreshing. I, I just thought it was very refreshing that it wasn't an immigrant that grew up in Chinatown. Um, and it was like in the middle of like essentially white America. Like they were in Arkansas. white America. Um, and I just thought like it was interesting. Like there, there were other interesting things that they brought up that was like just like interesting like Asian and also like America culture shock. Like when they saw like the guy carrying the cross like Christianity is a little different. Like Christianity in the middle of America could be very different and strong views versus, you know, Christianity in Korea. Like it's very different. So I thought like that was interesting seeing that. Um, there were other things that I like liked in there. Like what we were saying about whole, the whole like kids talking. Um, I think in the movie, I kept waiting for that moment where like, who's the villain? Like who's the true villain in this movie? Like, is this the bad guy? Is he going to like mess up with their farm or the kids? Like, like I was like, you know, with these movies, you're like waiting for this villain, right? Like, but like yeah. there was no villain. It was just like a real story, a real movie. Like in real life, there's not just like a real villain, you know, that's always coming after you, coming against you. And I yeah. thought like that was refreshing to just see like a normal thing. Story, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else, like really quick. Like, um, there was like We're two other things. That- after this. Huh? We're going to go into the bad after this. Yeah. Two, two after like two other things I really, really enjoyed um, was the fact that they were watching wrestling. Like for me, my first ever thing when I came to America was watching WWF, like watching wrestling. Same. It wasn't even basketball. It was WWF first. 
And that's because my cousin that already lived here, he was watching WWF. He had posters of like The Rock. Like I was watching it. I'm like, what the heck is this? Like entertaining. But that was just like funny how the kid bonded over with the grandma because they were watching wrestling. And then they bonded over because they were drinking Mountain Dew together. Like it was just like cool to see how they kind of bond over the same like American stuff. Yeah. Um, and they and and they build a relationship off of that. Got it. Like I like the the Mountain Dew reference too. How they said the water from the mountains, the Mountain yeah. Dew. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that that was cool. I think like it has all these little elements of a real immigrant story, but in such right. a new take that's otherwise like you don't really see that often. All right. All right. What's the bad looking like? What do you? What's the what? We do good, we do bad, oh, bad? and then we, we uh, rate it at the end. But I mean, bad doesn't have. I mean, I think overall it was it was good. I think um, the bad would would have been. I mean, the beauty in the film was how simplistic it was. Yeah, right. It like you said, we weren't there wasn't that villain that we were looking for. Like, right. If you're looking for some action packed thing, that's not it. No, it's very simple. I think that's the beauty of this movie because it just shows a real life story. Yeah, um, and that's what it, you got to take it for. But other than that, like, I don't really see much bad about it. I think we talked about like the ending was a bit yeah, short, um, but I thought it was okay. I think it leaves you leaves it up to the imagination that yeah. basically says uh, no matter what happens, like as long as you have your family, like you can still go on. Yeah, so, I I think overall it's great. Like I, the only thing bad per se um <laughs> that's just me as a maybe like a picky movie critic like it doesn't have to do with the whole All immigrant right. story what's that i i i really enjoy the scenes where obviously the little kid was bonding over with the grandma um i think at the very ending um spoiler alert might as well just a little spoiler alert when the grandma was kind of walking away I, I think the scene could have been way more powerful if the kid was running after them. Like the kids were running after the grandma. Like he could have shouted something like Mountain Dew or like the little like penis joke that they made. Like little something that was more personal to like get the yeah. grandma's attention because she was yeah. just like drifting away. She was just walking away. I thought like little things like that. I think it could have been way more powerful. But that was just like my little thing. I think overall is it's well done like it's it's the kind of story that we hope to see more and more this reminds me a lot of the farewell from like a year or two ago mm-hmm. it has that kind of pace and that kind of like style and again a real story that needs to be told more often and no surprise the farewell you know uh, i think uh, aquafina won award as the actress on it and then this one won best foreign language language film for golden yeah. globes yeah um but yeah, I mean, it's that's my only little thing. I, I think like there are certain points that could have been an even stronger connection in the movie. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's um it's really well done. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I liked how instead of them creating an ending where it was happy, they just create the ending where it's like they have to kind of start over. And I think that's the reality for a lot of families. You know, we don't get that break. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not a fairy tale all the time. Yeah, I did enjoy how they did end it with them just kind of starting all over again. Yeah, basically. Um, so rating, what do you give it? I give it a eight out of ten. That's mine. I think yeah, it was. That's pretty good. 
and I think it's just because, again, it's just a refreshing story. So it's definitely, yeah. for me, I gave it a much higher than I would have if we have plenty of these to look through. Yeah. But since this is like one of the only. I feel like you're a pretty tough critic, right? I, uh, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, 10 is four out of five. I mean, that's pretty good. Like four, four star out of five, essentially. Yeah, yeah out of 10. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think I was around eight, eight and a half, but I was like, is that too low? Because like, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I think overall, it's, it's a pretty chill movie too. You know, I, I think, <laughs> I don't know, like... <laughs> It could easily be a nine. I think it's it's up to how you interpret it, how you feel, how you connect with the movie. It could easily be a nine out of ten. But I I'll go a little bit higher than you. I feel like you're 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 pretty tough. Uh, so I'll, I'll go like eight and a half. <laughs> People are gonna get on my ass now. <laughs> what are you talking about, Mike? Yeah, Mike. Only eight out of ten. What Mike. the hell? Damn, bro. Can't listen to this guy anymore. <laughs> you don't even know. Yeah, he's not even Asian. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But I think it was good. Overall, I think for the community, for people to be able to see themselves and their families on screen, um, to better understand their family dynamics, is, it was huge. And um, yeah, so I think uh, eight, so Leo's 8.5, potentially nine. Mm-hmm. Mine, mine's an eight. I think if I was Korean, yeah, I could have connected it and, and I've seen more p- parallels between the film and myself. I mm. probably would have 8.59. I mean, if, if you know the language, it's so much more fun. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. If okay. I, if I would have saw you. that, I would have been like, wow. You know, if it was yeah. a Vietnamese story that's closer to, to my, I'm sure it would have been 9.5. Well, this opens the door to that. Yeah. Exactly. That's... Yeah. If you guys haven't seen it, definitely give it a watch. Maybe it'll help you understand your own family, your parents, their experiences, why they did what they did. But I mean, it's a good movie. I think we need to be able to see more stories like this. And if, for those who have seen it, how did you guys feel about the film? Uh, let us know. Shoot us an email. Shoot us uh, email at asianmenswearpodcast at gmail.com or shoot us through Instagram, asianmenswearpod. Um, and did you have anything uh, left to say, Leo? Yeah, guys, go out, support this movie. Uh, I think like right now it's all like the screenings. I think they yeah. just had the official open. But I know if you guys have the money, please support it because that's how the movie production, you know, the, the, the company knows that people care about this kind of movie. At the end of the day, it is money. So if you can support it financially, if you can pay that $20 to watch the movie, then they know that, okay, people want to see more movies like this. And then A24 has been amazing because they support yeah. Directors like this come out of nowhere and just like do your thing, make it as authentic as you want. I think they did an interview where they're like, hey, um, can you guys speak Korean? Like, can you guys go as authentic as you can? And he was like, mm. oh, that's awesome. Like, I didn't think that we could do that. So it's just like, you know, we, we have to support these movies or else we can't complain when they're like, oh, there's no movies about us when you don't right, support those we're not that are out there it. right now. Good point. So good that's point. my uh, last take. And and they actually did a fair the farewell too. I think. Yeah, I they think so. The farewell. You know, those well. uh, so was kind of like the indie film kind of production company. They're willing to, mm-hmm. you know, put their money out there for stories like that. Definitely. And all right, guys. So let us know how you guys feel about it, and uh, we'll catch you guys for the next uh, podcast episode. Peace, guys. <laughs>